Welcome to the Interesting Podcast, episode number 95. This episode is with the wonderful Kylie Vernoff. She's one of those people that is a great example of someone who's probably a little too talented. You know, like those people that can do everything and do it really well. She's one of those. Uh, she was super fun to chat with. We talked about uh, transformative experiences in nature. Uh, go outside, guys. It's good for you. And there's adventures to be had. You know what? This podcast, just for you, I've made it mobile. You can put it in your ears. You want to download it on your phone or iTunes or whatever you want? Boom! Take it outside with you. We'll experience things together. Uh, we talk about that. We talk about uh, what it was like being a child actor because she started acting as a kid. And then how the business can be uh, pretty interesting when uh, when you go that route at such a young age. We talk about Thoroughbreds, which is a fantastic movie, and she is great in it. Highly recommend that. We talk about Crying on Cue. Good skill to have. She Guys, she was on a soap opera, which is like acting Olympics. It's nuts. She's got great stories about that. And you can't talk to Kylie Vernoff and not bring up Red Dead Redemption 2. She is phenomenal as Susan Grimshaw. And we went into that whole process. What it was like uh, doing the scenes in uh, performance capture suits. How difficult it is to hug somebody while you're wearing headgear. Uh, how she learned about the character of Susan as they gave her pages she didn't know right out the bat who she was playing and then over time got the full character it's amazing amazing stories from an amazing woman so let's get right to it here is the interesting podcast episode number 95 with kylie vernoff theme song time Yeah, it's so funny. Two people today have said that to me when I complained about the heat in New York. They were like, well, at least it's not Florida. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you're the third person to mention it, but at least you're there. So That's true. I can tell you for a certainty from location, uh, it's hot. It's real hot. <laughs> Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got yeah, to swim through the air down here. It's, that's oh. how it feels here, too, right now. Only Not only are you like in a steam bath, but it's like a New York City garbage steam yeah. bath. <laughs> so you're just like, just inhaling just all the scents that you can dream up in your nightmares. That's that's what it's about though, isn't it? That's the experience. <laughs> <laughs> that, it really is. It's all part and parcel of this, you know, great, great New York City soup. Yeah, you got to earn it is what I've learned. Any place with seasons... Like, my dad's family's from New Hampshire, and mm -hmm. it's one of the most beautiful states in the world, but it gets so cold that you're like, okay, yeah, yep, this is fair. This is fair. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, you got to earn it. I mean, New York City in fall, there's nothing better. True. Um, you know, and so we slog through August just, you know, and then you're just watching for the leaves to turn. You're like, come on. Yeah, almost there. Almost there. Almost there. And then Get that snow. Ugh. Yeah, I don't mind it though. I'm yeah. actually like a a winter gal. Yeah, I really like winter. Really? Are you from there? Mm, no, I moved around a lot as a kid. I started in LA, and then um, when oh. I was yeah, starting middle school, like starting fifth grade, we moved to Utah. 
Wow, that's different. Um, it was so different. It was such a shock in every way, I really, bet. in every single way, uh, socially and just, you know, the climate and just all of it. Um, but yeah, but I, I loved the snow. I just loved it. And, um, and I sort of always have, I, I just really like that feeling of being, you know, huddled inside when the snow is falling or go for a walk in it. The air is so crisp and Sure. Um, I like winter fashion. Yeah. <laughs> I like all of That's it. That's <laughs> fair. That's fair. Winter fashion is always better because you got multiple really layers is. and you can try different stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I know exactly. nothing about fashion, so I'm like, I look like I'm going to rob the place because I'm wrapped up entirely. <laughs> My wife and I went to New York City for the first time in March, I think it was. And okay. So we're like, oh, Central Park would be great. So we're like thinking of things we have to do, right? So I was like, all right, go to Smithsonian. That's not far from Central Park. We'll walk Central Park. Did not realize how big Central Park was. Uh, yeah. Central woo. Park is massive. Yeah, learned that the hard way by walking it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we Did you do the way. whole loop? Did you do like the six miles? So here's the thing. Um, there was an attempt. Uh, there was snow everywhere. And uh-huh. my wife is from Florida. So uh-huh. we did not make the loop. <laughs> I was like, it's not that bad. Dude. Look, the buildings are in the distance. We'll just go that way. And after like, I would say a mile and a half, we're like, maybe we should Uber this because we're also hungry. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I think that's really smart to call it at a certain point because yep. it can really become, you know, and then you wind up in a different part of town. Yes. That's the thing. You're like, I see buildings. I shall walk that way. And then you're in an inc- like a totally different neighborhood from yeah. where you started <laughs> and where you meant to go. And yeah. Yep. It's Good true. move with the Uber. Yeah. The wife is always right. She's just smarter than me. And uh, uh, I'm like yeah. in boots. So I was like, we'll figure this out. It'll be all right. The snow. Look, haven't seen snow in a very long time. And she's like, snow's cold. <laughs> you're right. You're very, <laughs> you're very right about that. It's very pretty and very cold. That's true. It's beautiful in pictures. Um, uh huh. That I look at from Florida. <laughs> I see. I yeah. see how it is. I yeah. see how it is. Yeah. I didn't mind it though. It, it's one of those things. It's like if you dress for it, it's not so bad. Yeah, you that's know? exactly right. You have to be prepared. You need dry feet. Yeah, that's you fair. Your, your head has to be covered. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And uh, yeah, my dog hates it though. Really? Which is such a bummer. <laughs> yeah. He does not. He is not a snow dog. That's okay. He does not like it. You just got to carry it. And you're like, this is now part of the winter fashion accessory. Oh, we yeah. Work, we can work this together. He's snuggled up against me right now. Ah, oh, I love it. What kind of dog is mm. it? He is probably a poodle Bichon mix. There Nobody really go. knows. Um, yeah, we've had him almost five years now, but they put him between four and ten when we adopted him. Okay. That's a wide so, range. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> So we don't know. He's probably reasonably old, but uh, uh, he's a really good guy. Pokey. Oh, that's awesome. So I've never been to Utah. What is Utah like? We were just there. Um, oh, just there. Um, like two weeks ago. Um, yeah, we went to Zion Canyon. Utah is stunning. Utah really? is really just breathtakingly beautiful. Um, and I mean... <sighs> You know, it sort of depends on where you go. I was amazed just two weeks ago when we we, uh, drove up from Vegas. We did a big trip. We started in San Francisco, and then we were meant to go uh, to Denver, 
Um, I peeled off in Salt Lake to go do a Comic-Con in London, which was super fun. Um, So, yeah, so my part of the journey, we started in San Francisco. We went to Folsom, California to visit family uh, and then straight into Yosemite, which was just, I can't tell you, like, you know, it's going to be beautiful and you've seen the pictures and you're, you, or I thought I was prepared just for, you know, how awe-inspiring it would be, but it really yeah. took my breath away. It just flattened me um, with its beauty and just the magnitude of the, the rock formations and the waterfalls and the trees and the grasses and the wildlife. And uh, it was just um, really humbling, just just humbling. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, we went to Vegas to visit other family and friends in Vegas. So that was another sort of uh, shock to the system, right from Yosemite into (laughs) Vegas, a whole whole, whole different type of uh, magnitude. And and then from there, after a couple days in Vegas, we drove up into Utah and we went to Zion Canyon, which was just, you know, after Yosemite, you think, ah, okay, I've seen, you know, a national park and it took my breath away. Here's another one. But again, it was just an entirely different experience and equally uh, as, um, I don't even know, I'm running out of superlatives here. Yeah. But it, it just, um, you know, it was profound. I guess it was profound. I'm so about um, it. I think it's important yeah. to have those sort of experiences as well to make you feel like, just to be in the presence of nature at its finest, it does something to your brain. It like unlocks something. I that's exactly that's really well said. Oh, that it. is really well said. And you know, like I have a thirteen year old daughter and she was not super psyched to go be in an R V for two weeks and sure. they rarely <laughs> see <are>. nature. <laughs> yeah. And um and I just crossed my fingers that it would you know, that it would break her out of her determination to be miserable and it really did like we just we had so much fun we had just so much fun and um you know you you swim and you know this you find your own little private watering hole and yeah i mean it's like you know and we i mean deer and foxes and i mean we saw all sorts of wildlife there was this we we had outside of yosemite this um, RV spot and in the mornings my husband and I would get up really early and make our coffee in a French press and Sweet. go sit next to this babbling brook and there was this massive beaver just guarding what? a cave and I was like dude it's huge yeah yeah. yeah what so I mean I'm a New York City girl so that kind of thing just sure an animal you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's it won't come when I call it. Or, that's right. That's right. I hope it doesn't. Yeah, I shouldn't try that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only one way to find out for sure. And people were swimming in the swimming hole, including me, at some point, and you'd see the beaver go underwater, and you'd be like, "Oh God, is it close? Is it? Is it going to think my leg begins. is a branch?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's so cool. I'm. Yeah. Any sort of the, like, yeah, it just it does something to you to experience those sort of things, especially in like we're so cities and just the internet in general it's so busy that when mm-hmm. you can get a moment and be like oh that's just an animal doing its thing and i'm in his place now it's just uh it's so nice 
Yeah, it really is. And then, you know, we continued from Zion to Park City, which is where I lived as a kid. Oh, Uh, sweet. When we moved there, the first year I lived in a little town called Heber. And then um, I lived three years in Park City before Park City was really Park City. Um, And anyway, but my, we stayed, well, we stayed in our RV, but we plugged in at my uh, middle school best friend's hookup at her house and played with her dogs and, um, and then that's a whole different experience in Utah. It's like you're really the, – the elevation is so high. You're in the mountains, and we rode the Alpine Slide, which is basically like a a sled trip down a ski run. What? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just – it was it was awesome. Adventures. It was awesome. Adventures. Yeah, adventures, family adventures. That's healthy, wholesome family adventures. Totally it was agree. great. I've been thinking about like I'm pretty, I'm pretty into bucket lists. I'm not going to lie. I like lists mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. the idea of like writing down different things. And I remember, I think the first thing I ever put on was to see a whale like in the wild. Can you imagine how cool that would be? Yeah. Like being I in think a boat? that would be amazing. Cool. I want to do the Pacific Northwest. We haven't done that. Ooh, really want to do that. Yeah. Right. Where, where some of the meeting grounds are. And, yes. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine being yeah. in a boat and then there's just a creature in the water next to you that's bigger than the thing that you're on and it's just there? Yeah. Yeah. Just yes. Yep. I can. I can. Something I think, else. Yeah. Something else. Like I think Montana. that's a good bucket list. I've heard Montana. I've never been to Montana. Amazing. Me neither. I've heard it's like the ultimate. Like there's more tree. There's more animals than people, and like there's mm-hmm. no light pollution at all, so you can see like a real sky. Wow. I think that'd be pretty neat. Yeah, I've spent some time in Wyoming, and it's like that. Ooh. You go outside at night, and the the stars are just, um, you know, they're stars. They're there, yeah. <laughs> they're there. Yeah. In New York City, you know, you look up, and you're like, oh, I see a star. Right. Like, oh, that's a plane. one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it's a building. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm with you there. Oh, someone in a penthouse just turned their bathroom light on. That's, That's what right. That was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you squint, it kind of looks like a star. And if you move yeah. to, you got a theater of the mind type of stuff. Man. But I do think it's so important to get out there and just totally see agree where we live. You know. Mm-hmm. It's a huge country, the states. There is so yeah. much going on, so much to see. Yeah. I totally. And agree. a lot of these parks are losing their protections um, I know. their federal protections so get in there I mean, get get in there support them visit them send them money wholeheartedly my statement agreed. for the for the I, podcast i'm with you i'm i'm stamping it right behind you it's good. so it's so good so good i remember when yeah. speaking of new hampshire there's the old man in the mountain that was there for a long time. It's like this mountain range that if you look at it from a certain angle, it looks like a face coming out of it. Oh, yeah. And I've seen that. Yes. It's not there no more. It uh, Erosion. It just like fell maybe like 10 years oh. ago or something like that. But wow. yeah, now we can say we've seen it. So we're like, cool. Good thing we got in there. So That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's You just don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, you don't know. Like with Bears Ears in Utah has been, you know, um, it's lost its federal protections and it's been earmarked for drilling. And, um, you know, I mean, there are a lot of protests going on in lawsuits, but, um, yeah, get out there, give them your support. Yeah. And see some cool stuff while you're at it. Like beavers. Like beavers. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I've never seen a beaver. Guarding that cave. Yeah. It was massive. That's nuts. I've, yeah, I've never seen a beaver. So I don't know like even size relation, how that would work. I see a lot of alligators. They're everywhere. Oh, yeah, you must. Yeah. It's not, it's funny growing up around them. It's like 
when people come down to visit, like, is that an alligator? I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's one. You know what? Give me 15 minutes. Let's get in the car. I can find you one. Like, they're just there. It's I love the headlines out of Florida, and every now and then they go viral. And there was one I saw this week about a woman who was just sentenced for um, oh, yes. hiding a protected yep. alligator in her shorts. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I had to read that like four times because of all the places you think you'd want to put a snapping gator, I don't know that in your shorts would be up in the top 25. It is in Florida. It's top five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's a really funny bit in uh, the show Atlanta. Uh, mm-hmm. where they, they, there's this whole long thing where they talk about Florida man and it's probably my favorite bit of the whole show when he, he just mentioned, he's like, what is, what is Florida man? Cause he's like, I'm, I'm going to Florida for a little bit. He's like, you need to be careful. Florida man. He's like, what, what is Florida man? He's like, well, he's kind of, he's like an alt-right Johnny Appleseed. Nobody knows what he looks like or where he was born. Just that he's in Florida and he's in the headlines. That's why they say Florida man because they don't know wh- who he actually is. It's <laughs> like right, random, man. yeah. It's like random thing, like I- absurd headlines. It's all Florida man. It's like Florida man beats a flamingo to death. Florida man yes. breaks into delivery room of ex-wife and punches boyfriend while she's giving birth. I was like, yeah. So whenever I see, whenever I see Florida man headlines now, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we are in this one. Yep, oh, you're my. right. Oh my! Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. No, yeah, the snow doesn't sound so bad now, does it? No, you know what? I'll I'll take my chances. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> we have pythons now, so I'm like, what? Yeah. Wait, wait. I have uh, a question. Yes. What about meth gators? Is that real? I mean, probably. Let's be honest. This Florida. Someone told me that a lot of people were like flushing meth, and that the gators are now like meth gators. I would and not be surprised. People. I can, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can mm-hmm. say. I, well, I cannot say for a certainty that that is not a thing, which I think okay. is a problem in and of itself. I in, think so, too. <laughs> no. I think if you can't just immediately say, no, 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 that's, that's yeah. an urban tale. There's no meth gators. I mean, yeah. let's mm-hmm. be honest. Then there probably are. Yeah. You know what? If, if that happened, I would not be surprised. That, that's my that, right. that's my official statement on meth gators. <laughs> okay, I'm taking that as a yeah. yes. Yeah, just a dot 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 probably. <laughs> oh man, oh. you don't have to worry about that in New York though. Nope, I just, don't have any meth gators as far as I know. Actually, what? Maybe in the sewers. There's the that thing that there's gators in sewers in places. It probably oh, yeah. is in New York, but I'm just trying to make a better case for where I'm at. <laughs> no, we don't alone. have gators in our sewers. We have other things in our sewers, but not gators. That's not in New York City. We have like the pizza rat. That's oh yes, pizza rat. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're right. You're right. But he's not on meth, so I mean, we haven't talked to him in a while. That's so. true. That's true. A lot can happen. <laughs> you things know, can go wrong. It's a big city. Run out of pizza. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's a lot going on. <laughs> we don't know how much disappointment he suffered since going viral. You know, it's not, I don't judge him. He's doing his best yeah. out there. <laughs> famous, famous, harsh, famous, harsh. That's right. That's right. So there were, so if you weren't born in New York and you were in Utah for a while, what brought you to New York then? Theater? Yeah. Yeah. So after Utah, um, my family moved again when I was in high school and I went to high school um, outside of Albany and Troy, New York. Nice. Um, yeah. It was rural. a lovely place to go to high school. I really loved it. Um uh, and it was my, my stepdad took a job teaching at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, cool. RPI. Yeah. Um, so I went to high school there and when I graduated, I auditioned for acting schools, um, and I got into Boston university. And so I went there, I went nice. to, um, yeah, it was just the 
best. It was the best. I got my BFA in acting and um, I found my people and yeah, uh, yeah, and found myself there. And then literally I graduated and signed with an agent in New York and moved here right away. And um, yeah, I really never left. Yeah. So that's how I got here, acting. I like it. So was acting something you were always interested in? Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I'm not sure exactly how I started acting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if my mother put me in an acting class because I asked for it or if it was her idea, but I signed with an agency in L.A. when I was really young and did a bunch of commercials. Oh. And, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I didn't like it. I mean, I liked it and I didn't like it. I liked it because I liked uh, performing and and um, and acting for the camera. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, and I've, my business is so full of rejection. Oh yeah, it's just so full of it. I, you know, no matter how much you accomplish, you're always being told no for other stuff, right? So even. Yep. And as a kid, you can't, your brain hasn't developed enough to separate um, yourself from it, right? So kids always think everything is about them. So when I wouldn't get a job as a kid, I would think, oh, they don't like me. I did something wrong. And it was just really hard as a kid to sort of separate my my personal self from the business of it. Even now. Makes sense. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I don't get a job now. Most of the time it just rolls off my back as, you know. Yep. part of the job but every now and then I think why why didn't they pick me yep. yep you know and as a kid it just it was really sort of um you know it was hard and so I quit and then Fair. we moved yeah we moved and um and I started doing community theater in Park City and oh, cool. um yeah and I loved it I did like Peter Pan and I did Music Man and um and then when we moved to upstate New York in Troy I did all of the high school productions and, uh, yeah, and just really, you know, found that I, I had some talent and that I loved it and I loved collaborating and expressing myself. And so, yeah, I think I always knew that it's what I was going to do, but, um, I think the business is not for kids. It's, I think acting is great for kids, but the business is not for kids. And so I I think, yeah. So switching out of the business to finding acting uh, in these smaller towns where, you know, the business wasn't what acting was, right? Sure. Like in L.A., if you put your kid in acting, that's the business right. generally. Absolutely. Um, but in Troy, New York, it's not. It's, you know, it's the high school musical and um, community theater. And so, yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's about the acting. Because it it's less about at, the like, acting. There's like less financially at stake almost. It's like, yeah, slight less of a rat race. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And even as a kid, I felt that I felt like, oh, my family needs the money and I better do well at this thing. And, um, you know, it's too much for a kid, in my opinion. I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> when a kid is like smoking on the brakes and being like, all right, mom, I'm going to get these <laughs> diapers for you. You're like, that's not, that's not a good look. <laughs> that's not good. Well, I'll tell you, I work with a lot of child actors, um, now and and throughout my career and you'll see even the best of the you know the stage moms and stage dads even the very best of them they bring their kids to these jobs and you know of course the kids get you know tired and hungry and 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 bored they get bored long long days on set and um at the end of the day the parent has taken a job for their child so you you know 
they have to get the shot. The director has to get the shot. And so it becomes a thing where you have to generally, you'll see parents bribing the kid. We'll go to Toys R Us after, you know. Sure, Um, sure. And then it was, you wanted to do this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In Toys R Us, this isn't worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, so it's such it's a weird tricky. business. How it, it's how, a weird how to navigate business. It, you know? Yeah. Especially and in yet the I've worked with some. I've worked with some child actors who, you know, seem to have come out of the womb ready for the business. So, sure. you know, there's, there's no right or wrong way. But for me, it wasn't, it wasn't a good fit. Sure. Sure. That's the that's the other interesting thing is how fluid like the entertainment industry can be because it can be a million things and a lot of people are really good at it, but it's like what do you want how do you do this there's so many right ways to go but also so many wrong ways to go it's like everyone's mm-hmm. just kind of guessing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah everyone's path is unique yes so it's like there's no real like roadmap where you're like you can do this and this and this and that's kind of how it worked it's like I mean for that person maybe that kind of worked. But then you hear about like other things and it's so strange. It's so strange. Mm-hmm. I know. Man, I know. I know. You'll find someone that you really admire or I will find someone I really admire in the industry and then I'll learn something about them personally and think, oh, no. Yep. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. You know, I I thought that I wanted a career path like theirs, but it, what did it cost them personally? Or Absolutely. Overnight success <sighs> so... is 10 years in the making. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Stuff. Do you, do you remember your first, like, professional gig? Um, you mean as an adult? Uh, oh, yeah. Forgot. Yeah. Yeah. No, th- not counting the, yeah. the child ones. <laughs> You're like, actually, Gerber. Do you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I was thinking about that. I, I'm not – I can't remember exactly what my first job was. But I, I – I ended up on a soap opera when what? I was like, yeah, in my 20s. And I did that for a year. Wow. And right about that time, I also worked on a Cosby show. And I, and I remember them being kind of simultaneous. And I don't know if one Dude. of those was my first job. I know. Talk about jumping in the deep end. I know. I did a soap. It was so much fun. Oh, I man. loved it so much. Really? Okay. How much did you have to memorize quickly? Because I've heard soap operas are like the Olympic level acting, like just get in there, get done. It's got to be fast, like. Uh, well, correct. Trial yeah, by because, fire. Well, yeah, and because I mean, the the main thing was that you shoot a whole episode in a day, so Man. every shot, the wide shot, the two shot, the close ups, everything is being shot on the same take. So oh, what? It, yeah, they don't then that. turn around for your close up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the cameras Ooh. are set up so that you, yeah, you just get it. What's amazing about that, too, is you really learn quickly how to act in front of the camera because you can't um, you can't even lean slightly to your right or you're blocking someone else's close up. Right. So the blocking. Yeah. The blocking is super, super tight. The lighting is super tight and the lines. um, Yeah. Sometimes you get them that morning. There'd be huge rewrites and you get them that morning and it'd be uh, a lot to learn. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. speed acting and it was speed. really a, gr- a great immersive lesson for me of acting in front of the camera i bet man the difficulty up to 11 in the beginning mm-hmm. man yeah well and also most opera most soap operas uh, including mine the emotional heavy lifting yeah. is tremendous it's tremendous it's not like you're out there just doing like happy-go-lucky scenes you're doing stuff that's you know soap opera level yeah. Uh, emotional scenes so 
Um, and I, I was right out of acting school, so I really I fresh. didn't want to fake anything. Yeah, I wanted to do all of my work and get to the get you know get to all of the emotions um, genuinely, sure. and and uh, I didn't want to take any shortcuts. And it was it was, it was pretty intense. I, I did learn a great lesson, which was um, this this um, wonderful woman who'd been a star on our show for decades and um i learned that if i didn't like the way a scene went it, it was too bad because they're not going to give you another take especially as a youngster wow. right so if you're like oh that didn't work she would say you have to throw a swear word in there it is the <laughs> only way that you'll get another take you ruin so it yourself just, ah! mm-hmm, throw in the <laughs> f-bomb don't do it all the time but if there's a scene where you really want it back that's throw it so in and say, oh, funny. sorry, I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> then they cannot use it under any circumstances. Sure. You can throw ink on the paper yourself. Oops. Hold on. Guess we got to <laughs> yep. do it again. Uh-oh. Darn. That's mm-hmm. hilarious. <laughs> what a yeah. good card to have in your pocket just in case. That was great advice. She Man. was great. <laughs> Talk about pressure, though. It's a, In a day. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Whole that, episode every day. That's nuts. So, so yeah. at, at that point, were you just like, all right, here we go, crying? Could you cry, on, like, on cue? Well, like I was saying, I really wanted to get to everything organically. So yeah. I would be <laughs> off to the side, thinking about the character, doing, you know, doing all of my work. Um, now I, I mean, yes, I can cry on cue, but I find that that's not so interesting. I find now, you know, I, I, if, I, if I am working on something and it says... Uh, she turns away and cries. Sure, I can do that if that's what the director wants and if it's in the script. But sometimes it's more interesting. Actually, I'm going to say always it's more interesting <laughs> if the camera catches what I'm really feeling. Yeah, I agree right? with that. Yep. Because mm-hmm. I think that if I am forcing tears out of my eyes, even if I've done all my homework and it's appropriate to the scene, there is something about it that is not authentic that the audience feels or doesn't feel. Yep. Whereas if I'm doing all my work and the actor and I are having a moment and we are breathing together and the scene is dynamic, whatever happens across my face, as long as it is real, that is what is exciting and that is what keeps audiences watching. So, um, I totally agree. Yeah. It shows. The camera catches it everything. Shows. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was watching a movie one time and, and the actress was crying and a tear came out and I was like, wow. And my, w- my wife was like, that's not real. I was like, what do you mean? Look, she's a tear. She goes, she's pretty crying. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you, it's, it's there. Yeah. She, she's got it on lock, but it's, it's not there. And I was like, oh. Yeah, right. sometimes makeup artists will offer you um, saline tears uh, if they know that you have to cry in a scene. They'll offer them. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, which, is, which is, you know, really, you know, it's great. And, you know, I, I have not had to use them, but I think that the only reason that, um, that it's a great idea is let's say you are crying in your close up, and by the time they get to the wide shot, you have no more tears yeah, you're in the out. hopper. Yep. And that's when you're like, can I get makeup over here? Right, yeah. <laughs> I need <laughs> a little help here. To, yeah, you'd have to match your shot. You sure, sure. Your shot. I think Winona um, Ryder's talked about that in like the first season of Stranger Things. She was like, by episode four, I was cried out. We had to get those puffs and, like, whatever we had to do, we had to do. Like, mm-hmm. man, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, she had to do, like, 
tear shedding. Yeah. Whoo! Talk about long days. It's long days to begin yeah. with. Never mind long days at that at that level mm-hmm. of just emotional mm-hmm. output. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's nuts. Though. Yeah. Theater to right into a soap opera. So, do you remember your first movie set? Yeah, my first film uh, was an Ed Burns film called No Looking Back. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Did you what? see that? It? That was your first movie. That was my first movie. So you're mm-hmm. just deep end everywhere you go. That's right. <laughs> it was also uh, John Bon Jovi's first feature film, so we we have that Dude. in common. <laughs> Ed Burns and Bon Jovi. All right, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Tuesday. That's you know. You, you want to start it, off easy in the industry and then work your way up. You're like, there let's were a go lot the of way. great people in that film. There were wonderful people. I think Connie Britton was in that film. Jennifer Esposito, I think. And Dude. I remember we'd all be riding in the van together out to uh, the Rockaways where we were shooting. And you'd look over um, and you're like, that's the guy from Saving Private Ryan. And, oh, Bon Jovi. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was it was pretty neat. And um, and then I did a couple indie films. And then I started doing some Woody Allen films pretty quickly. I did a, a bunch pretty, pretty sweet and rapid session. Again, deep end. What's hap- what's happening? Yeah, now? Like that to challenge was yourself. pretty. That was amazing. <laughs> I I remember my first day on a Woody Allen set. I was sitting um, in a a restaurant in my neighborhood. We were happened to be shooting in my neighborhood. And, oh, cool. Yeah, at this restaurant, um, and I was sitting at a table, and there was Judy Davis, what? and BB Newworth, and Vanessa Redgrave, dude. And, Woody Allen was behind me and he was about to call action. And I, all of a sudden it kind of hit me where I was and what was happening. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Look where I am. Dude. Um, what, what is I a Woody know. Allen set like? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. He's really efficient. He knows what he wants. Uh, he's a fantastic film director and he's a fantastic actors director. Yeah. Um, that helps I a really, lot. Yeah, I really have loved. I've done six Woody Allen films, and Dude. I yeah, I know, and I really, um, I mean, you know, I have nothing but great things to say about him and the way he runs his sets. Really, sure. Um, I'm always curious because you hear different stories of different directors running. Diff- like Steven Spielberg works with the same people for all of his movies, so there's a lot of shorthand, mm-hmm. very quick, efficient, and then there's mm-hmm. the Coen Brothers, which don't direct actors at all so like uh-huh. you, you don't get any feedback the best compliment you can get is like all right we're moving on and you're like okay okay we yep. did it woody allen is a bit like that people yeah. are always afraid they're going to get fired and yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> and they might be right I, i've learned that <laughs> i've learned that for him i i can't speak for the coen brothers but for him it seems that if a scene is not working it, it occurs to him that he cast it wrong. So if he it's like a painter, you know, is painting a canvas and they say, oh, this is blue, but really what needs to be there is yellow. Sure. And so rather than asking the blue to try to turn to yellow, he just gets rid of the blue and goes and gets a yellow. Sure. So he, you know, I know actors who've been fired from Woody Allen sets who will say he never even gave me direction. I never even got a chance to course correct. Sure. And that's because in his mind, it's not even that he thinks someone's not a good actor. It's just that he thinks, ooh, I put the wrong color here. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. And it's that and it's that vision, too. You know, you want to have mm-hmm. the specific vision in your head. And if it isn't working, 
time is a big thing. You just got to make it up. Makes total sense. Correct. Correct. Man, so how do you go from a Woody Allen set to other things? <laughs> <laughs> to doing other things? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what depends on the other things. Um, Good point. Good point. You know, I've really been lucky. I've worked with amazing directors in my career. I really, I just have been so, I mean, just so fortunate um, when I when I think about um even when I've done movies that didn't have much of a budget that were indie films, they've been like Bart Freundlich yeah. or, you know what I mean? And, and I just, you know, I'll all of a sudden find myself on set and go, wow, this person is a genius. Or I did Thoroughbreds a couple of years ago oh, with Corey yeah, Finley. You did. I know that one. Oh God, what a what film. A and Speaking you know, of growing on cue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and I, I remember learning that Corey was a 27-year-old first-time filmmaker. What? And, I didn't know uh-huh. that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. He's, he, he was a playwright. I believe he wrote Thoroughbreds as a play. What? And before it went into production, it was opted um, to make a screenplay. And then, obviously, Olivia Cook and Annie Taylor-Joy signed on, and uh, it became what you saw. And, wow. But I, yeah. What a so debut. When I got, it was such a debut. And when I got on that set, they had already been there for a couple of weeks, and I just came on to do, you know, my role. And Which was great, by the way. Thank you so much. It was really fun. And um, he had all of the confidence of, the, of, of a Woody Allen. I mean, it was he – but none – I mean, but he wasn't cocky sure. either. He was um, – That's the best. Yeah, he had no problem asking when he didn't know something, asking his DP or whoever, um, but he knew what he wanted. And I remember I did one take of my um, first moment, and and I sort of did it like I had done at the audition, and I, and, uh, and I remember he gave me a little piece of direction, and he said, okay, but I think we have to do this if we're going to maintain the tone of the black comedy. And I was like, wait, the what? Like, I had no <laughs> idea that I had walked into a black comedy, I, you know, I didn't get a whole lot of information. As a matter of fact, Anton Yelchin had given me the full script when I got there. It had to happen so fast, my casting. Yeah, he was awesome. Um, And anyway, uh, and I remember seeing that film and thinking every single moment matches his vision. Every single moment. Wow. That's Um, nuts. Isn't that nuts? When you think Isn't about like nuts? how many people are involved in a movie, and mm-hmm. it, it's amazing that anything gets made to begin with. It's even that much more astronomically impossible that it comes out good. So for yes. some, <laughs> so, so for something like Thoroughbreds to come out that well with that caliber of actors across the board, and your yeah. first movie to be working with that kind of talent, man. Yeah, he really, he knew what he wanted and people recognized, I think, his genius right away. And then he got those two women and that was, you know, that was all she wrote. They Dude. just tore it up. Pretty amazing. I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm so glad we're in a time where like movies can, like that can be made. You know what I mean? There's so many avenues yeah. and with like Netflix and stuff. It, it's really cool. It is really cool. It is really cool. There is so much brilliant content all the time now. I mean, and with things like Netflix and Amazon and Hulu, when they bring a series up, they yes. normally commit, they'll commit to at least a full season as opposed to these network pilots where, 
you know, you get a job and it's in a pilot and definitely, you know, they've got a show Bible, they have an idea of where it's going, but you don't really see it all laid out and sure. you don't know for sure if the show will stay on the air. Whereas... Get picked up. Yep. Mm -hmm. Still got to get picked up. Yep. But there's avenues um, now. It's yeah. Exciting. Very exciting. It really is exciting. There's so much great work. There's so much great work for everybody too. Yes. I mean, totally agree. You know, having, you know, having come up in a time, I remember being told that like after 35, that, you know, unless I was a star, that the roles would really dry up and become sort of, you know, boring. Huh. And I have found the opposite to be true. Yeah. It is such an exciting time to be a woman in your 40s and, uh, and get to do just really cool and varied stuff. Yeah. So, and so much yeah. dynamic things out there now, too. It's, it's, it feels like we're in a time where things are becoming unlimited. You know, where it's like we <gasps> have so many different things that we can do now. Where before, mm -hmm. it was very closed-minded. And like, this is what we do, and we kind of go by the formula. We're not going to go the extra and try weird things. Now we're like, anything goes, and anyone can do it, and let's just figure it out. And it's, I don't know, it's cool. It feels nice. I love the way you said that. That's 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 great. I'm gonna write. These I love down that hopefulness. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> please do. That's a terrific perspective, and it's one that I think young actors need to hear too. I agree. I you know? very much agree, especially in in the race. Like it's. I mean, acting is the, probably the most competitive profession there is, and to know that now there's more seats at the table, just because mm -hmm. the table keeps getting bigger. So mm -hmm. It's like, you know, the only guarantee that you're not going to make it in some way is if you quit. Other than that, yes, keep on going, man. You never know. Yes, that is the number one piece of advice that I give when people are losing heart is to say, you know, don't quit before the miracle. Like, yep. stay, you have to stay in it. And some of the most interesting things will happen when you do. I agree. Um, and And it's not for everyone. I do think that sometimes quitting is the right move. Sure. Uh, you know, Absolutely. sometimes, you know, I had a friend that I went to college with who was such a brilliant actress and for whatever reason, she just was not getting a break and, you know, she stuck it out and stuck it out, but you could see that it was just like her light was dimming, not her acting ability, but her personal light. It was really becoming, uh, like a soul sucking exercise. And yep. when she quit sort of all these beautiful opportunities opened up for her and you know she's had this incredible life like raising money for pediatric cancers and stuff like oh, cool. real real amazing things so i don't think that you know not quitting is for everyone but if it's really what you want and if it really is your passion and and it's the only uh the only road you see for yourself you got to stay in it when it's hard i agree i think the passion is the thing that makes or breaks everybody it's like, because you have this really long road where you're going to hear no a hundred times more than you hear yes. And then when mm -hmm. you hear yes, you go, you work on a movie for a little while, and then you're back to one because you have to, <laughs> you know, you're fired at the end of every job. So you got to yes. keep on going. But if you can find joy in the process where you're like, I know this is really tough and today's a bad day, but I mean, I'm still doing this. You know, if you can take it and keep rolling, then it's almost like you've got that fire in you that'll keep you moving. Whereas other people, like you have fire for different things. Yeah. You know, uh, I think it was Philip Seymour Hoffman who said oh. every every audition, you know, someone has invited you to come act for them. Yes. So 
think of it as an acting job. Well, there's a guy that you're like, he has what I want. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Dude. Because see what it cost him personally. But yeah. Yeah. I still think the advice is great advice. Like uh, acting is such a slog when you when you think about, you know, auditioning is a job interview. So, yeah. So if you can find a way to have fun with it and find a way to, I think a lot of times actors say, ugh, auditioning is the worst because it's a way of mitigating the insecurity that comes along with that thing that we discussed earlier, which Ooh, is, that makes sense. will they pick me? Right. Will they pick me? So it's a way to sort of be like, oh, I don't care if he calls me. It's like that kind sure. of a way to think, ugh, auditioning Defense is mechanism. the worst. It's a defense mechanism. And, and unfortunately it can really take you out of experiencing the thing that you are saying that you love to do, True, which is standing in a room, doing a scene that someone wrote. And if you're lucky, there's a director in the room and they say, can we try it from this other angle? And then you get to say, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I agree. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, and that's something that I have to re-remember all the time. I bet. Is to just constantly bring my joy and my curiosity and my open heart and my love for what I do. Yeah. Um, that's the, to the table. The job of an actor is essentially auditioning as far as, like, time spent on what you're doing. Versus, it's like, there's so many times mm-hmm. you're auditioning and doing the thing that when you get it, you're like, this is great. But all the time you spent just auditioning for the thing as well. And a lot of things you got to audition for a ton of times. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. If you got yep. it, you got it. You got that fire where you just need to do it and you can find joy in it. Yeah, I, I love that Hoffman quote as well. He was incredible. Man. Yeah. Wow, what an actor. For real. And making like unorthodox decisions as well to where it really, mm-hmm. really stuck out. Like I remember mm-hmm. I, I took the, uh, the master class in acting that Natalie Portman did. And oh wow! It's incredible. And when you take the when you take the class, she did this whole video on like uh, different ways to play a scene, and she actually mentions Philip Seymour Hoffman in one of her things because it was like I forget the name of the movie, but it was like. So what do you mean? It's like an online class that yeah. she teaches. So what oh, they do, it's it's through this thing called Masterclass, where the person who's teaching, it's different. Uh, it, actually, it's per, for everything. There's like professional poker players teaching that. There's different actors doing acting. There's directing. Ron Howard is doing directing and like mm-hmm. all these different things. So they put together themselves like 20 plus lessons. Then they make videos and do different things their own way. So it's really interesting to hear like their process and how they break certain things down. And then they'll show you sometimes. Uh, it's really cool. That is really cool. I think I've seen ads for that. Probably. It's it's great. It's I mean, it's an online class, so it's neat. And there's workbooks and stuff, and there's a community you can talk to back and forth and whatnot. But, oh, yeah. I love this. That's fantastic, and I love Natalie Portman. She's, I think she's so interesting. Dude, when you hear her process, so I took hers and I took uh, Samuel Jackson's. Cause I, was like, <laughs> I was like, that's a guy who's been working for 40 years. Let's. How does this work? What's his process? And it's so funny to see how different they both are. Because he's all yeah. about, like, technique, and he'll, bre- he'll break down scenes from his movies and be like, here's what I was thinking, here's how I did that. She, being a Harvard graduate, is very much like, here's how I break down scenes. Like, she's very, like, studious about it. And she's, uh-huh. like, she's like, find it, find an arc here and then write this out and do everything. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. But, yeah, she uses Philip Seymour Hoffman as an example of how to do things, like, that you wouldn't expect that are even more powerful than if you'd, do, if you'd done it the conventional way. 
Yeah, I think that's, it's so interesting to see how everyone breaks it down. I mean, everyone has a different skill set. I used to yes. think when I was young that I wanted to be like Meryl Streep, you know? Sure. Because, uh, you know, I saw Sophie's Choice as a kid, yeah. and I was like, oh, how can you make people feel things like that? Yeah. Um, but at a certain point, I realized that for me, my superpower is taking direction and being in the moment. It is not accents and it is not, do you know what I mean? Sure, like she sure. would make these choices, physicality and with her voice. And, and obviously she's emotionally available and a genius. But I found that I, that when I tried to work with those sort of external things, that it kind of took away what my wheelhouse was, Yeah, you know, and for that sure. for me being just just present and open was sort of what my that was you know that was my superpower and that makes you even better because you learn what your strengths are and then you can build upon them even more and there may be mm-hmm. somebody else who falters in that specific area and then that's where you come in everyone's yes. got things everyone's got things yeah we all got something we bring to the table that's right that's right man <laughs> so when did you get into video games then because that's a different set of skills I got into video games when I was cast in Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. I, I, I went to the audition, and it was a regular audition. And, really? Um, mm-hmm. It came through my commercial agent, and so I knew it was wow. a video game. I like it. Um, but, you know, Rockstar was super protective and is super protective of their intellectual property, and they did not want people to know that they were making another one. Yep. Not that I would have had any idea, but um, <laughs> I think that reading for Susan Grimshaw, I think that my audition scene was like a mother, maybe Southern, but contemporary, and she was like verbally abusing her teenage daughter, like, <laughs> Sounds about you know, right. <laughs> and possibly drunk, yeah. at that, you know, and I was like, oh, gosh, she is really hard on this girl, you know, I remember <laughs> thinking that, and then I got the job, and um, all I was told was to bring comfortable undergarments. I was not told anything else. I did not know I was wearing a motion capture suit. Sure. I, I didn't know anything. You're like, what is this job? Yeah. <laughs> and when, when I got there, I probably met Roger and cool and Rob. I met Rob like on my first day for sure. Delightful. And a couple people. other actors. Oh gosh, they're so delightful. And um. And I was like, are you guys using a Western accent? Like, just trying to glean what was <laughs> sure. happening, you know? How are um, your undergarments? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and it ended up just being a job of a lifetime. I, I can't, you know, and also I thought that was just my one day's work. I had no idea. Really? Um, and I think I, I maybe worked one or two, a few days that first block of shooting and then I think I didn't go back for like six months and I just figured I was done like I I wasn't even thinking about it sure and um and then I started going back and started always reading Susan's roles and um I I don't even think I knew her name the first time I worked I don't remember now but um eventually I came to realize that I was in a um, prequel to a game that was really popular and at some point I came to understand that I was probably in something that was going to be highly anticipated. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> I remember Roger was like, no, this is going to be a big deal. <laughs> I bet. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> like this in like your spandexy thing. You're like, okay. You say yeah. so. But I mean, it's just, you know, 
just the best job ever because a rock star cast the hell out of that thing. oh so yes they did every time i went to work i was like who's this guy peter blumquist who's <laughs> this guy gabrielle Sawyer? who's mia davis like every time i went to work people brought their a game and it was like you know, and also I didn't have any, I never was given an overall character arc or storyline arc. So every time I learned something new about what was happening. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. Each day, each day, another piece of the page. Yes. Wow. Yes. So you're putting the puzzle together um, over, you know, I, I, I worked on it for four and a half years. Good Lord. That started mm-hmm. as a one day gig. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, it really was. It really was. And then, you know, and then, of course, launch happens and you see what it means to the fans. And that was just another layer on top of everything. Just to see. I was just at that Comic Con. I was at London Film and Comic Con. And, you know, people would come and they would come to meet you and just talk about what the game meant to them. And, you know, that's another thing I never could have anticipated is how meaningful uh, it's been to people. Yeah. I mean, it's a hell of a story. It's, it's, it's a hell of a story. Well, it, <laughs> it's one of those things that, like, it. it's a video game, which is, you know, the, the big vehicle for storytelling these days. But even mm-hmm. that, like, it could be a movie or it could be literally anything because it's that big and thought out and the performances are that good. It's yeah. pretty amazing. And the it fact really that you're playing is. through the main character's eyes when Arthur gets sick, you're like, oh, you it's a punch to the heart because you, you've lived with this guy for so long. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I know. I remember uh, working with Roger and, you know, he'd, he'd have um, – he'd be coughing in something and he'd have to ask and say, where are we exactly? Like how severe oh, is the cough? And what? I still didn't know, you know, because, sure. you know, I didn't know. Uh, it was, everything was on a need to know basis. Sure, um, sure. But I think now that's amazing how Roger navigated that. Right. You know, because you, you don't shoot in order. Right, right. You don't even know what you're shooting half the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and Roger obviously knew more than the rest of us just because he was on set for almost everything. Right. Yeah, he kind of had to. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. So that was your first time doing performance capture? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's like theater in its purest form because you're all wearing these crazy yes. suits. <laughs> it is. It is and it isn't. I always say it's like a hybrid because there is that freedom, right? Like, you know, we were talking about it's the opposite of the soap opera. Right. You know how I said there, you know, you, you have to be so careful. You can't move. It's the opposite because for performance capture, at least for our game, the cameras are surrounding you 360. But there's oh. also a camera close up on your face. Oh, so, right. You got the yeah. headgear thing, catching your mm-hmm. face. Oh, yep. Makes sense. So it's it's like a film theater hybrid. And the freedom, because, you know, the player could come at you from any angle, right? Yeah. So the cameras have to be 360. You can't, you can't oh. just be performing one direction. Sure. You got to live it. Right? Everywhere. You have to live it. And so, and so that was so freeing. And then also... Um, just not being concerned with what you look like. And I mean that, I mean that holistically. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the animators decide how you look. Sure. 
So to, to literally not have to worry that like my arms at a weird angle or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or I'm making a weird face or whatever to just get to play the hell out of those scenes. And, That's um, so cool. Yeah. And then to play someone like Susan, who, what a great you know, character. God, she was so much fun. And they had so much faith in all of us that they really let us, live these characters fully and so you know look to have a middle-aged woman in a video game and let her be annoying and let her be (laughs) a badass (laughs) uh, yes let her be a nag but also let her stab someone in the throat to to let her be all of those things you know um a well-rounded who gets to do that who gets to do that you know That's stuff you um, wish your whole life for, that kind of role. Mm-hmm. Where you get full yep. full story with everything. It's like a fully breathable character as opposed to like a specific feeling or like character type. It's like, no, this is yes. these are all people. That that you yes. know, that, I think that's something the game did really well. Was you could just sit around the campfire and they would just be. I think that added so much more to the experience as well. And I can't imagine how cool that must have been as the actors on set just being like you become the characters even more so because it's like mm-hmm. you're there it's really cool. yeah that's really true that's really true i mean you know i haven't played too much of the game i've only i'm still in clemens point we were playing quite a bit um i was playing with my daughter but then love it you know like i knew what was gonna happen to sean yeah. vaguely <laughs> but i didn't know when yeah. it was gonna happen or how because i was not on set that day it was pretty upsetting for yeah, my poor sean. family so i know oh so uh anyway we haven't been playing so much but um that's okay but i will say that when i do play and i encounter you know the vanderlyn gang I, I I can't help but think that the actors all influence their characters, like yeah. you know, because oh yeah, there are there are personality traits from every actor that have been translated into their characters, and I'm not going to name them because <laughs> that's not my place. Yep, that's but right. I'm like, oh yeah, that's exactly how she would do that or say that or or just the morphing, like the morphing that is her strength in real life as well as in this sure uh this game and um i feel like the animators and the directors and the producers and the writers all really worked in concert with you know each other and in, and then involved us and brought us in in you know in creating and creating what you ended up with yeah i mean they did a good job it worked out <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes yes moderate success sure what was <laughs> For being that this was your first time doing something like that, was there was there any big hurdles like a learning curve at first to be like, okay, let's kind of let's figure this out. This thing's on my face, and I'm in this suit. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, yes, a hundred percent. I mean, yes. I mean, y- y- there are certain things that I just wouldn't understand, and because I never played a video game, it, they would explain it to me, and I'd be like, I don't get this. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Whatever you say, like, boss. Just, <laughs> You know, certain things that you have to do so that if the player, you know, is near you but not engaging with you directly, you're not just standing there, you know, that or, or you know, there were just certain terms I had to learn. I didn't know what a cutscene was. I, you know, I, I, I just sure I had to learn all of that. But I have to say that, um, you know, I'm 
I will give myself credit for this. I am pretty brave when it comes to my work. So I just went full bore into it and um love it i you know i just gave it everything i had from the get and so yeah that's what you got to do i had to learn how to uh how to mount a horse properly that took me a little time there you go there you go you're like i'm from new york i'm sorry i'm in new york <laughs> the thing is horses. bigger than i thought it was gonna be that is <laughs> really big yeah this is a oil drum structure yeah. yeah that's what i've heard you're jumping on oil drums as horses that's amazing yeah, everything <laughs> is a scale, like built to scale approximation wow. of the environment. So, um, right, and you have to be careful because there might be a tent that you don't want to walk through, but that's just delineated, delineated with like a piece of tape. Sure. So you can't step here, or you're in Pearson's tent. So, you know. Yeah, you don't so, want to be there. He does no, not enjoy unwanted visitors. <laughs> <laughs> No, Did, don't with, tell him I said so. I won't. I definitely won't. <laughs> with something like this, this sort of game that's very physical, and you know, there's mm-hmm. a there's a lot going on a lot quickly. Did anybody hurt themselves? I'm curious because I feel like I'm pretty clumsy sometimes. So I'd be like, "All right, let's do this," and then I would trip. Oh, uh, gosh, I feel like I want to say yes, but nothing, like nothing jumps to mind where I'm like, oh, yeah, there was this one time someone got really hurt. I do think every now and then someone would trip or fall or smack themselves in the face with yeah. a rifle. But um, no, nothing's jumping out that that's like a great story of someone sure. getting hurt. Did you ever have to hug someone? And how do you do that with oh, the Oh, God, gear? it's the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> oh, hold on, it hold on. It is the uh, worst. Oh, oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. You look, you look left, I'll look right. Let's <laughs> Yeah, the you know the the gear makes hugging really complex and um <laughs> and dancing, you know. I oh, I, I have right. Susan has a great scene where she dances with Dutch and it's yeah. one of my favorite moments. Um such a gentleman Ben Davis, but also such a giant. He is so much taller than than Dutch is. And so I am pretty tall. But Ben is really tall. And so when we were dancing, I had to look at his throat because if I looked in his eyes, it would look like I was looking over his head when they matched us to scale. Um, So, you know, it was so tricky. We'd be dancing and he would, you know, laugh or say something and I'd look in his eyes and cut. (laughs) What are you looking at the sky for, Susan? What are you looking at, Susan? (laughs) Bird. Dude, um, Ben Davis seems like the nicest, most genuine person ever. I mean, he really that is. He's, he just he's... exudes light. He's one of my favorite <laughs> people to follow. <laughs> he is fantastic. He's he's one, you know, I, and I will say this across the board. I mean, I know that probably, I know that when we say how much we all adore each other, it probably sounds put on, but it just isn't. It is just the finest group of actors and people the the girls that i worked with the most closely uh sam strelitz who plays mary beth Mm -hmm. and joe armeniox who plays karen and uh mia davis who plays tilly we talk almost every single day i love that (laughs) still great i love hearing Um, stuff like that when you see the thing that you really enjoy and you're like oh the camaraderie is there like i remember Mm -hmm. when the game first came out when i beat it i was like Okay, I need to digest every single thing about the process because I have a whole show about people and process. So I was like, I'm gonna, I want to yeah. learn all of this. 
So I remember watching a bunch of videos of everyone being like, yeah, this is a crew and this we're all this and like working together for so long and there's real camaraderie there. I was like, this is the best. I just want to keep playing this because I love this. And now hearing that, it's like, man, it's just full circle. It's like you want to hear yeah. when two characters in a movie are best friends in the movie are actually best friends in real life. You're like, it just yeah. feels right. You know? You no, know, it's true. Sometimes my daughter and I'll babysit Mia's son and so <laughs> Sam great. came to yoga with me on Sunday. Like I mean, really, we all went out for Joe's birthday last week. Like we really are, you know, super close and um and the guys too. I mean, I'm not you know, I don't see them as often, but when we do, it's a it's a love fest. Yep. Uh, when I had Mick on, I was like, yeah, uh, Kylie's coming on my show. He goes, oh, she's the best. Did tell her I said hi. <laughs> I, was like, oh, I love that guy. We ran into him on the subway. Yeah, a that's the story ago. he told. Yep. <laughs> what a gem of a man. He's oh, he really is. Fantastic. So do you have He's do you have a favorite great. scene that from uh, from your time as Susan Grimshaw or, or favorite line? Maybe, uh, you know, I a have lot. a. There, yeah, I know there is a lot. There are a couple of favorite things. One of them that I've uh, I've talked about before, but I just think it was such a great acting exercise. Is you know Susan is the only one that can tell Arthur to wash. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> With the bath, she like beats him. Yeah. Get, get over here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and you know there are three different iterations of that scene that I've seen that I remember oh. doing. And one of them is where she just sort of coaxes him. And one is where she kind of threatens him, yep. you know, she pulls her hand back. And one is where she just smacks him straight across the face. And, yep. um, and, and that day, the director was really clear that he wanted, it was like, for him, this is where you were going to see the specific nature of the relationship between these two characters. And he knew what he wanted. Oh. He knew he was like, you know, it's kind of like a sibling relationship. But not quite. It's almost maybe like your best friend's mom where you might flirt with her a little bit, but also she's like a mother right. figure. And, and, you know, and it was tricky because I do smack him across the face. And <laughs> most people in that game, if they smacked Arthur Morgan across the face, they're going to get shot. Yep. Yep. So, you know, to find this moment where Arthur laughs and I laugh back you know, was, was tricky and we worked hard at it. And once we got it, I think we all knew, or I knew for sure that, that the director had just finessed that relationship into, into what you now see between them. Right. You know? What a great um, moment. So great. And I hear all the time from fans saying, was that improvised? And it was the opposite <laughs> of improvised. We worked really hard on it. We did a lot of takes of those to get that to where it feels uh, improvised. Sure. Which is the best kind. You want it to seem so natural that you're like, wait, there's no way that that was planned. You're like, actually, mm -hmm. I'm a professional. You're like, oh, cool. all right. <laughs> Watch me work. Exactly. Um, and then there's a great scene that was one of my favorite Susan moments that I have never come upon in the game. And a couple people have sent me uh, YouTube versions of it, but I've never really seen it in its full. You know, I think it's one of those scenes where you might come up and it's it's already happening and you might catch it in the middle, but it's with Mary Beth and she is staring in a mirror as she's wants to do. And, um, you know, Susan comes up to her and talks to her about vanity. 
and how vanity isn't going to get her anywhere. Sure. And, you know, it really brings up stuff in Susan where she talks about, you know, you, you watch, they're going to stop looking at you and, um, and, and you ticking. see, yeah. And you see for Susan that it, that it's really painful that, you know, she, she isn't seen like that anymore. Uh, but that also she really wants the girls at the camp to understand that they better find value besides what they look like because right. that's only going to last so long. Um, and so for me, it's, it's a great, you, you see her rage. I think she strikes Mary Beth. Yeah. You see, you know, you see this like oh, jealous rage, but also this like maternal moment where it's like, wake up, wake up and, and, you know, realize that your value has to be beyond this. Um, so it's just like all of Susan's stuff, you know, encapsulated into this, like her jealousy and her maternal instincts, her lesson giving and her rage and her frustration. And, uh, it was really fun to play. And I Sam bet. was so good to work with. Dude. Makes or breaks yeah. it when you got good scene partners. Yeah. Which is all I had. Yeah. That's so all, cool. All I had were amazing scene partners at every turn. Dude, so when you're doing like all these different types of films, you've done performance capture, you've done TV, you've done soaps, which is its own animal. Is mm -hmm. there something as far as like how you approach the style of acting that you do differently? I don't think so. I mean, you know, look, if you're doing a play, it's a different skill set in terms of where you're standing and how loud you have to speak. And, right. you know, and when you're doing uh, episodic television, you know, you have. What, for me, my mantra when I'm doing episodic television, which I do a lot of, is my only job is to move this story forward, right? It's not right. about me. It's not about me. Move the story forward. Tell the story. So certainly I have – I know my I know my job. Like I've been doing this long enough to know what my job is. But I don't think that my style of acting changes. Just, sure. you know. Acting just is acting. The, yeah, acting is acting. So the structure, the parameters – Certain skills are more important uh, than others, depending on, you know, your platform. Um, but acting is acting. Yeah, I, yeah. Agree. I agree with you. It all becomes just little technical adjustments to screens and angles and, like, how to position. And But it's still Yeah, and, and how loud to be, right? Like, yeah. Right? Yep, absolutely. You don't want to be doing projection when you get, like, a super close-up. <laughs> it gets a little That's different. correct. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct, you know, and... And really, like, you know, uh, if you've got a camera close up on your face, uh, you don't have to do as much. But you always want it coming from a place. Uh, I, I, I like to say that I like to breathe how people breathe, walk how people walk, talk how people talk, to try to, you know, bring a real person to whatever circumstance you're in. Yeah, live it. Because mm -hmm. it shows up. Mm -hmm. That camera's going to mm -hmm. catch it. <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed. And so is the audience member in the back of the house, right? So yes. You never know. You're right. You're right. Man. Well, can you believe we've been talking for over an hour already? I cannot. I, I yes. cannot. Amazing. Yes. It went by so quick. It did. That was maybe the quickest hour I've done in a very long time. This is Aww. really, really fun. It's, <laughs> yeah. You have too many cool stories is what it boils down to. 
I mean, I, I, tone it down. I won't argue Come on, there. Man. Yeah, I'll get more boring. <laughs> yeah, if you don't mind, like, a little more digestible. It's too much at once. <laughs> too potent. Aww. I mean, okay, I just we'll call do. it like it is. We'll do. <laughs> if you don't mind, I'm just, this is a pro tip I can give you. In the future, people aren't ready for that level of concentrated awesome. I just... Little little tip for you, so hope you enjoy Thank that. Thank you, Brian. You know? Thank you, Master. <laughs> yes, indeed. indeed. Now don't do it again. Uh, so All right. I have to remind people and ask you, where can people find you online to reiterate my sentiments? Oh, I'm so glad that you asked me this. I'm the worst about this. <laughs> uh, on Instagram, Same. it's my name, Kylie Vernoff. And uh, on Twitter, I am at Vernoff. Classic. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Get, get that SEO. Well, yeah. this was super fun. Next time you do this some cool really stuff. Fun. I'm glad you had a good time. Just uh, let me know. Come back anytime you want. We'll do some. Let's we'll do be some in cool touch. Things. I would love to come back. And um, yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and it was great. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Interesting Podcast. If you'd like to follow the show, it is at Pod of Interest on Twitter. If you'd like to follow me, I'm at Jedi Brian on all social media sites. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and tell your friends. Let them know we've got some cool stuff going on over here. Speaking of cool stuff, we now have merch. Just search The Interesting Podcast on tpublic.com to get some sweet gear. Also, I've made a Patreon. So if you'd like to support the show and get access to other exclusive shows... You can now do that at patreon.com slash jedibrian. On that note, special thanks to Chris, Ben, Jim, Daz, Kelly, Daryl, Logan, Victor, and JC. Your support means so, so much, and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. So until next time, be well.